Welcome to Audible Diversion. We have a Halloween edition episode in store for you. We have all kinds of good stuff. We, of course, have our headlines, our funny slash crazy headlines. Two games for you. Would you rather? And which came first? We introduced that last week. We have a draft of the best or worst, depending on how you look at it, saw torture. So that can get a little gory, but we'll warn you before that comes up. And then we're going to end it with the review of Brightburn. So stay with us. We got a good episode and hit it. And that's the last time I will let a platypus into my house. Welcome, everybody, to Audible Diversion. Hope you liked our new little jingle. Logan came up with it. Shout out to him. I am one of your hosts, Sean. And I am the jingle writer himself, Logan. And this is our spooky season, Halloween edition, just awesome podcast. (laughs) Yeah, um... This is going to come out the week before Halloween, so the Tuesday before Halloween. So we just want to get you into the mood if you're not already. Mm -hmm. So the whole episode, I know we've kind of had an underlying spooky season tone for the past couple episodes, but this one's 100% devoted. We know everyone is pumped. It's uh, Halloween on Saturday night this year. It's unfortunate that we have COVID the one year we have a Saturday (laughs) night Halloween, but we're still going to let you have a good week with us. Yeah, so... You ready to get started? Mm -hmm. I think we dive in first to our headline segment. What do you got for us, Logan? All right, so I'm going to go first. I found a few, and I think you have one of mine, so I'm I'm not. I'm going to save that one for now. But the first one that I just thought was funny, but not for good reasons, I guess, is the headline: Amazon removes hugely distasteful coronavirus Halloween masks from sale. First off, what could you do? Is it just like a hazmat suit? (laughs) No. So basically there's two different ones and they essentially look like what coronavirus looks like under a microscope. And they got like these weird mean kind of faces. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to try and see if I can't put that on Instagram so people can see kind of what I'm talking about. But Mm -hmm. it it literally just looks kind of like a, a germ kind of parasite with like these, you know, mean teeth and these spooky eyes. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've seen like the pictures of it on a lot of like the news articles when they're talking about like the COVID count and stuff. I also kind of envision like the Mucinex commercial, <laughs> like those yeah. germs. Yeah, so it's pretty much yeah, where it's got like the little uh, tendrils, I guess, on it. Uh, is you know, I think you you got it. Yeah, I mean, I would have never even guessed to dress up for that for Halloween, but am I surprised? Absolutely not. And it, it, it's kind of a weird line to draw because people dress up as murderers and stuff. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's like, we're going to take away COVID, but you can be um, a, a mass murderer. <laughs> yeah. And depending on which one, which uh, listing you find, um, there is there. There's one for 113 euros. Um, this article is not is um, from the UK. So. 
I don't know what that converts to and I don't and I'm sure someone will find out but and then there's also a, another version for 29 euros that's that seems like there should be a big difference in the quality of the coronavirus then. yeah <laughs> for I mean from what I've envisioned because I haven't seen it I feel like it'd just be really inconvenient and you, I hope you know what I'm about to reference here do you remember what is it the Jimmy Dean sausage commercials where the guy used to dress up as a son in like the big yeah, yes. that's I what did. I envision, and I feel like that would just be really inconvenient. Like it'd be ha ha, but super inconvenient for the next four hours. Yeah, well, it's yeah, because it's a mask, but it's like a big circle. It's like mm-hmm. the same idea where you're just it's taking up a lot of space on your head, so it'd probably be difficult to see through because I doubt that there's something keeping it in place on your head. I mm-hmm. just, I just thought it was, I thought it was a funny article. That is a funny article. Um, that's the downside to Halloween costumes a lot of times, though, is they're just really uncomfortable. And, like, the good ones are usually, like, they're going to almost smother you. Yeah. All right. Good one. I didn't even see that one. I'll have to look that up later. Yeah, if you find a picture, I think definitely post that for us. Yeah, I, I can do that. It's been taken down from the Amazon, but I could probably find something. Oh, I'm sure. All right. I have a headline coming out of California. Halloween fire decoration is so realistic. Yep. People keep calling nine one one. Yeah, I I thought this might have been one that you saw as well. This was this was great. This was bravo to this house because it did look realistic. Yeah, it was it was Pirates of the Caribbean theme, I believe. Um, it had like this skeleton captain pirating like uh or pirating captaining driving whatever you do Mm -hmm. to a ship and then inside the house they had decorations that were fire literally and figuratively yeah (laughs) Yeah, true (laughs) but it was so realistic kind of it would have like they did a great job of having kind of like that glow if the inside of a house is on fire and i think and i'm sure fire is probably a touchy subject out there and i'm sure everyone's kind of on edge rightfully so with all the craziness happening in California, but I think you've you've won Halloween if people try to get <laughs> like the firefighters involved constantly. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember reading that people were calling the fire departments, and eventually it just turned into like they're having hundreds of people stop by their house just to look at it. Do you think the fire department just already has like a line ready to be like, no, nope, we know <laughs> that house is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is it seven one five? Okay, yeah, no, they're they're fine. Look closely to decoration, you'll see Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was awesome. I always really appreciate it when people go all out for decorations for Halloween. Oh yeah, like um, my the neighborhood where I grew up in, I remember um, it was always like almost every single house had something. There was like a dude who like had a haunted house in his um, like on his lawn, but now. Just like me, you know, all the kids that were kind of in that neighborhood have grown up. So all the parents are kind of like, you know what, we're just not even going to put any lights up. So it is kind of interesting, but I, I do, I do love seeing, you know, some hard decorations. We also had a neighborhood um, where somebody had like kind of like a tent set up and it was like a mini haunted house. Those people are the best because I have no idea who these people are, but still vividly stick out in my mind to this day. Yeah, I could probably drive to that house right now. Right. And that was cool just to give something to look forward to. When 
when I get older, I want to be that house, but I don't know if I'm going to put that much effort in. And I know that sounds super hypocritical of me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> you have a kid, so I mean, you could just be trick or treating. Yeah, dude, I'm actually pretty pumped for future Halloweens because that's going to be awesome. Yeah, we um, got uh, we got volunteered to uh, we got volunteered to do some of the trick or treating for uh, okay. for our our nephew. That'll be cool though. I uh, I miss trick or treating honestly. I don't remember like exactly what year like I stopped. You kind of transitioned to like a like a preteen. I don't know when that happens, but I do miss it. That that was really fun going out. Yeah, I do remember one of my last years where pretty much every part, and I'm already a big kid, so pretty much I, I've looked like an adult since I turned like 12, but mm-hmm. it was funny, almost every single house my last year were just like, aren't you a little too old? And it didn't help, I didn't have a costume, I just kind of like put on some clothes, and I you know did one of those things I thought was hilarious, like, oh, I'm a student, or something like that, probably, mm-hmm. I don't remember, I just remember the reactions of every single person who opened up the door. One of those like middle school age memories where you just cringe and in the moment you thought you were so funny yeah like edgy dude i'm i'm so funny dude i'm a i'm adult funny not kid funny exactly um but yeah i miss that and then we'd always know like which the the best neighborhoods will go to when you start to like have a mental load of like this house they give out the full candy bars and it's crazy how you almost scout it out yeah we we know i still remember it was called the cascades that's where all the full-size candy bars were. And it was and it was kind of like what they talk about in like movies and stuff, where it was like almost every house was giving them out. It wasn't like, oh, there's like a 10% chance. It was like, there was a 10% chance you were going to get some minis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's actually a really good way to put it, too, about 10%. And even though, and it probably wasn't even many, it was probably still at least fun size. Yeah, they were still dropping a handful in there. And their quality... You know, minis at least too ours was the greenways neighborhood so shout out you guys you guys are crushing halloween keep doing what you're doing nice let me see all right what else you got for us all right so this i guess this is my last article so i hope you don't have this one too um this is funny themed halloween costumes are officially the most attractive dating.com's latest survey says is there a number one seed mentioned no, it doesn't really have um, specifics, but I'll, I'll read kind of like the statistics that they came up with, where mm. nearly 70% of respondents deem funny costumes as the most attractive costume category. Cute costumes ranked second highest, followed by scary costumes. So cute costumes were 18%. Scary costumes were 13%. Two in 10 online daters have a costume picture displayed on their pro- dating profile. Mm-hmm. And nearly half of respondents declare Halloween is their favorite holiday for meeting new people, given its casual nature. Mm. And coronavirus costume is mentioned last, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. It, it's actually on the top. Funny you mentioned it. That seems odd. But if you get to thinking about it, I kind of understand that. Because I would much rather see someone's wit and humor come out. Right. Especially when you make your own. Like, those are, that's, not only do you know they're dedicated, but they're also funny. Right, and they just care more. I I see where that's going. It's odd, but I really do feel like if you step back, it's like, okay, you might look and be like, that one is more attractive because of lack of costume, basically. Right, yeah. But but if you have, I mean, and I know this is probably taken away. I'm no, I know it's probably talking about singles, but when you have like a couple 
that, like you said, think outside the box, have some sort of like pun or something. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, the the real ones, they appreciate a costume that makes you laugh more than one that, you know, causes you to double take. Because like you said, it's lack of costume as opposed to having a costume. Right. And, and it you put more effort in than buying like a nurse outfit or something. It's like you took time to like make this homemade costume and think through the whole thing and that's just great. That's one of my favorite parts about Halloween is like the next day you'll see pictures of all from maybe not in this year because please stay six feet apart and wear right. a mask. <laughs> but um when you see like the from the Halloween parties all the witty like couples costumes. I love that time of year. Yeah that is true. And this year specifically we're probably going to see a lot of takes on it. Like I imagine there's gonna be like the basic ones where it's like, oh, sexy nurse with a mask. But then I also want to see what other people are doing. Like, this is, I don't know, this is a teddy bear in a hazmat suit. I don't know. It'd be funny. Exactly. I don't know what to give it an example, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> right. All right. So that's a good one. So I have two left. And I'm, okay, I'm going to let you choose. But I'm going to say one word for okay. each article. I like Ghost. that. Ghost or cheese? Cheese. Cheese. I, I figured. <laughs> so this would, I guess, go in kind of our trick category for Halloween. Okay. I guess. Uh, Pennsylvania teens charged after covering two cars and a home with slices of cheese. Nice. First <laughs> off, that is so much cheese. That is true. That is, it is a high value prank as well as a high effort prank. And I respect it a lot. They dropped five figures probably on cheese. <laughs> yeah, because if you think those slices of cheese, I mean, they're cheap, but I mean, you get what, like 10 in a pack? And that's not going to cover us, you know, that's going to cover the rear view mirror. Exactly. Even if you envision a smart car or something very small, which I doubt it was, that's going to take so much cheese. But the house, what a pain in the butt that would be to clean up. Like, I actually think that's really funny, though. Oh, yeah. I, I, pranks like that were, even though they are so high effort, they're really low impact. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you just got to kind of like, you get your leaf blower and just blow all the cheese off. But mm-hmm. but just to like wake up and see your house is covered in cheese, like straight up covered in cheese. I don't know that you got to laugh like you can't be upset. You can pull that in Pennsylvania this time of year. Maybe it's too cold, but they're still, it's not cold enough to kill off all the bugs down here. So you would just have walls of bugs oh, and yeah. birds. And I think it'd be hot enough that you'd have, like, cheese residue where you'd have to probably pry individual pieces off, you know, and they just, you know, slowly yeah, come off. Yeah, you, your house would just become a plate of nachos with your shingles and everything. Maybe that'd be the best way to go It's just hope you get a really hot day and be like, all right, I'm just going to want it melt a little bit. And then, like you said, just power wash this thing. But the car, oh, man. I just think that's funny. And have you seen the trend? Um, I don't want to say trend, maybe. Pranks people pull where, like, they throw a piece of cheese on when they're in a car and a car passes by, they just fling it on their window. Yeah. I actually think that's funny because it's just so stupid, but it's just like a piece of right. cheese. That's comical. Well, in, the, in the same vein, when they were, it was going around on the internet, the, uh, when they were throwing cheese on like pets and babies. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so dumb, but it's hilarious. It is like they'd have their cat come up and just throw it on its face and it would freak out a little bit and kind of cringe. Just cheese them. That's that's hilarious. Um, and those are Halloween headlines. Yeah. Um, and just one one last thing that I I just thought about this. 
um, in terms of effort to cheesing a car, um, one day when I worked, I worked at a restaurant. And so I got off like really late. So it's like, you know, not really late, but probably like 11 midnight. Um, this dude is just saran wrapping this guy's car. And he's like, hey, Logan, can you help me saran wrap this guy's car? So needless to say, I said yes. So here we are at 11 saran wrapping this car. And it took it took maybe like 15 minutes. And saran wrapping's pretty easy. I mean, you just kind of roll it, roll it, roll it. But individually unwrapping cheese and setting it down on a car, I I just realized now how much effort that must have been. Like now I have a because, better because they all have that clear little like layer on those of the right. American cheese. You have to eat. Oh, that would be such a pain. So another shout out to those guys. Correct. Well done. Probably worth it. I can't imagine you got in that much trouble. You probably just had to clean it up. Yeah. Um. Next up. Would you rather um, our trademark game at this point? And for those of you, while we're, while we're on this subject, we are trying to find several different games to kind of have a rotation with. But for right now, we're sticking with the classic, would you rather? Logan, what yeah. you got? All right. So this it took me a little bit to find some good ones. Um, so I'm not going to lead with my best one, which is – it's my favorite. It might not come to a lot of discussion. I just think it was funny. But here we go. We're going to go with this one. This is a little bit of spooky. Um, would you rather be abducted by aliens or chased by a serial killer? Hmm. Yeah. Chased by serial killer. Chased by serial killer. Um, I, I feel like I have control of the environment to some degree, and I'm not just trapped in a floating flying saucer. That's true. But if you. There is a chance that the aliens might give you like superpowers or something, but the serial killer, he wants one thing and one thing only. And do you ever get to escape the serial killer? I'm sure if you, I'm sure you can murder him. I'm sure you could, you could, you could smoke him and take him out, but I don't know. But the aliens, I don't think you could take out, but I think there is the upside there where maybe they, you know, give you like a third eye or something pretty sweet. And, or you just befriend them and you take over the world. Right, like if you're like the Earth liaison to this alien abduction or alien invasion, I think that'd be a sweet place to be. I agree. I, I'm just not willing to take that gamble, and I think yeah. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with the serial killer. But that's also super stressful until you kill the serial killer. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I would actually take the aliens pretty much for the reasons I mentioned. I just want to roll the dice. I just want to mm -hmm. see what happens, see, see what I can learn from it. I agree. And I'm going to piggyback off of yours real quick because I have okay. one that's basically identical. So we'll just wrap it together. Be right. locked in an insane asylum or stranded in the woods with a serial killer on the loose. That's obviously trying to kill you. Okay. So locked in the insane asylum, is this like a – each of them's like a one-night deal? Hmm. I'm trying to decide. I think the killer would be kind of what you said until you kill him and end it. The insane asylum, I'm not. I'm not sure. For a long time, <laughs> a year maybe. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm just because I'm thinking there's there's some spooky things that can happen in the asylum, but is it is it haunted? I guess I gotta I gotta be aware of my surroundings. Is it haunted or is there like straight up people in there? I think both. I think it's one of those creepy, there's still a bunch of crazy people in there, but it's also like they've done horrible stuff, so there's ghosts of all these people. 
So it comes down to Alien, Insane Asylum, or Serial Killer, of the three. <laughs> okay, so if I had to pick between the three, I think I'm still going Aliens, and followed... So here's my... I'll, we can power rank them. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go Aliens, Insane Asylum, of... Okay, so Aliens, Serial Killer, Insane Asylum. I'm going to go Serial Killer, because I feel like that's my best chance. Aliens, Insane Asylum. Insane Asylum, I think, would be crazy stressful, and you could never sleep. You'd always be on edge. Somebody's always trying to probably stab you. And if not, there's a ghost probably trying to kill you. (laughs) And also with Insane Asylum, I'm thinking that there's probably going to be, like, a ton of people. So I feel like if something bad were to happen and then they got out, there's you could probably take on a serial killer. Um, just because I'm thinking now, like, we weren't talking about, like, Freddy and Jason. We're just talking about, like, a regular dude, right? Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Bloodthirsty. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so I could definitely take most dudes that are serial killers, I imagine. Don't, don't hold me to it. Don't test me, please. But I think I could. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I think, though... The serial killer, he doesn't have, like, a gun. I think he just has, like, a big butcher knife. Okay, yeah. No, I think... I still would rather the aliens, just for the upside. But the serial killer is definitely a second, because I think that would be the easiest thing for me to escape. I agree. And honestly, and this is kind of the coward's way out, is I'm just kind of power-ranking my best chances to survive. Serial killer gives me a fighting chance. But I think also in this in this situation... You're in the woods. You can't ever escape the woods. I, I envision almost like a fog, and it's like a constant state of that, that you are stuck until you kill him or he kills you. All right, yeah. Two men enter, one man leave. One man leaves. The gulag. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, next up. Th- that one kind of combined because you I had to tie that one in. Next up, I have a similar situation, and I know I've mentioned one before on, on – this in this section but encounter so this is one-on-one let's say you're walking down a dark alley right and you're in the middle of it and you're just surrounded by you know brick buildings kind of paint the scene for you and out behind a dumpster pops either a bloodthirsty vampire or a hungry zombie okay all right you have no weapons (laughs) no weapons i I think I'm going to go with the zombie. I'm worried that the vampire could just instantly jump or fly, and you could not escape him. Zombie, you just better hope you don't have flip-flops on that, hey? <laughs> that's that's exactly what I'm thinking. I think in, in terms of combat, a vampire is probably pretty good at combat, and it's also, you know, a fully sentient being, whereas that mm-hmm. zombie, you know, there's a lot better chance that you can either get away or you can kind of like pin it or, you know, do whatever you can. Because if you don't have a weapon, it's going to be extremely difficult to take down a zombie. But I feel like you would have a better chance of escaping with your life. Mm-hmm. But it could be one of those zombies that has, you know, that super speed as well. You don't know. I guess, I guess it depends. Are we playing Left for Dead or are we watching like uh, Walking Dead? I think we're playing Left for Dead. Okay. Also... I miss that game. That was one of my favorite games. Oh, yeah, dude. We, we still play it from time to time on our computer, um, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. And it's mm-hmm. it's just one of those classic games that you can just, you, don't, you just zone out. I mean, it's just constant zombie murder. 
That was one of those that kind of scared me a little bit because when it came out, we were younger and you played at like midnight with the lights off and it would get stressful when you have just waves of them keep coming and they're screaming, explosions. So I wish they'd come out with a new version of that. No, dude, yeah, because I remember being, when it came out or when I was playing it, being pretty much like middle school age or whatever and mm-hmm. just just having it dark in there and then <laughs> like a car alarm goes off and like, you're like scared because you know, the zombies are coming even, even though, you know, it's a video game. Like, no, it, it was, it's a good game. Cause it, and it also wasn't too serious, but it was serious enough. Uh, I was, it was good. That's true. I forgot about the car alarm. Yeah. You're like, I have like six seconds or something. I got to run and just yeah. not be in an open area. Um, all right. So what, what's your second one? All right. So this one, I just I really like this one because I think it's ridiculous and that's kind of the stuff I find funny. Uh, would you rather have a pumpkin for a head or knives for hands? So Edward Scissorhands essentially. Yeah, are you Edward Scissorhands or uh, what the Sleeping Hollow Headless Horseman? Pretty much. Now Edward Scissorhands was a good little entre- entrepreneur uh, with his haircut business. So plus for that. That's that's true. There's more <laughs> utility in knives for hands. Than having a pumpkin for a head, because um, the pumpkin for a head, you just have a pumpkin for a head. But just just for the visual, and not wanting to have knives for hands, I would I'm gonna pick the pumpkin when I've read this. So here's what I'm gonna do with my life if I choose the pumpkin head. I'm gonna copy Marshmallow, uh, the artist, oh, oh. and just become famous, and that be my shtick. That's that's a pretty good point. Didn't even think about. Like, I'm going to do something famous where it's like, oh, no, he's just he's just wearing that. We don't want to see his face and you actually can never take it off. I think you'd have to go with pumpkin head because knives, you would cut everything up. You'd make everything bleed. You would just be be a whore. How do you even, like, wash your hair? That's that's what I was thinking when I saw knives for hands. Just how many times my hands come in contact with my body. I just, even by accident, I'm sure I'm going to be slicing and dicing myself. I, but it would be handy when you're cooking. There's a lot of <laughs> pros to it, but okay. Would it be, would it be like a huge knife, like a butcher knife on each one or just like a little pocket knife size knife? So or pretty much the way I imagined it is your fingers just become blades. So it's not like you're not like clanking around, like your hands aren't any bigger. It's just now all your fingers are razor sharp blades. How do you even, I don't know. I don't even. You'd got to go pumpkin head. You would not be able to live or eat with knives. Yeah, because there's. I can imagine a world where I would take knives for hands if I was, I don't know, like a wood carver, I guess. But the fact is, that's not what I do. So knives would pretty much hinder everything I do. So I'm. I'm also going pumpkin for a head. Um, I just think that's a funny visual, and I thought it was a funny. Would you rather? I think that is funny, and I bet you would become a wood carver. <laughs> if, if you if you had knives for hands. All right. So see. The last one. Locked in a room full of bees or spiders. Ooh, ooh, that's a good. That one's good. Oh man. Ah. Uh, it's you, horrible. There's not a plus. No, I'm I'm sure you've thought about this. So I I need you to kind of speak your mind while I kind of wrap my head around the situation. Um, I'm going to try my best to not be in this situation. Let me tell you that. But, oh, it's just horrible because when you start thinking like, all right, maybe this, there's just so many cons because you're like, all right, 
maybe bees because they're not crawling on you, but they're flying all over, you know, because it's like a room stuffed full of each, I think. So if you hit it, you're just going to get stung. But then also, it's a room full of of them. So spiders, I'd imagine they're probably like two inches deep on the floor, too. So they're crawling up you. Oh, my gosh. I think I take bees. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking – because at first I was thinking that I could probably just get down and then the bees, you know, they might be flying around. Um, and then I was also thinking the spiders, you know, they're not going to stop on the floor. Like spiders can climb up the wall. So I don't know. Just, I don't know. Because the bees, I guess there's more inherent danger there because they can sting you. Not all spiders bite as far as I'm aware. But I would just hate that stuff crawling. Oh, okay. man. Just thinking about this, dude. I feel like I'm in a soft punishment right now. I know. Would it? Okay. Let's add let's add another layer of difficulty to this situation. There is okay. one like poisonous hornet or something in the room, and there is one poisonous spider. Oh, this is just I'm just completely... you might not get you might not get touched by the spider. You might not get touched by the bees, but each one has one poisonous. You know, I think I think I'm also going to go with the bees, just because of how little I like spiders. Ah, wow. That is that is a good one. That is really good. I'm going to go with bees. I don't want to be crawled on. I know that the bees could be crawling on me, but they will be flying. And usually if you kind of move around, they're not going to stick. But those spiders, they'll they'll hang on. They'll they'll hang out. And I think there's a bit of psychological torment in this, too, because that would eventually get to you That's true. when they're just or the constant feeling of something crawling on you. Both horrible sensations to just be. Let's say you're in the room for 30 minutes. Ooh, yeah, no, I think after like two minutes, I'm finding that poisonous whatever, and it's over. We're done. I pull the cord. <laughs> That's true. Now, would it change your mind if I give you snakes as an option as well? I think I would take snakes. No, I hate snakes so much. <laughs> <laughs> but bees or spiders, because spiders would be on the ceiling and like falling down on you too, and they oh, would start to just get in your shoe, up your shorts. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know if this might, this, I'm just trying to take my mind off this situation. Um, you have some pretty good spy, uh, snake stories. Speaking of snakes, I'm going to tee you up for this one. Cause I, I, I do want to hear you tell it about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know which one I'm talking about? The one in the car. Yes, exactly. Okay. So this happened, I believe it was last year, actually, I believe it was last year. And, uh, so I'm driving a car. I'm driving a car and um, it is not my car. It is my wife's car. Okay. (laughs) So preference that. And I'm driving to work and it's like a 30 minute commute. Or I'm sorry. It was actually, let me, let me back that up. I get in the car. I'm about to go to work and it's a Jeep. So it's got kind of like spear vents to it. So you can move them, you know, all different ways in a circle. And all of a sudden I see one kind of move a little bit and I haven't turned the car on yet. And I was like, huh, <laughs> that's odd. And so I keep starting the car. And then I see it kind of push open more. And I see a little snake head pop out. And oh. it felt like it looked into my soul in that moment. <laughs> and it was one of those, first off, I can't tell you how grateful I am that I was not on the road when this happened. Oh, yeah. I was at least still parked. Second off, what do you do? What do you do? Because it was a baby snake, too. So you're like, is there more of them? <laughs> You're in like a psychological battle. I 
had to get that snake out. And um, and I'm going to use a term that I think is appropriate for this. I had to grab the snake and eat it <laughs> <laughs> out of the car. And um, I mean, it was a baby snake, so I wasn't like scared of it, like hurting me as much as just like, I don't want to encounter a snake at 7 a.m. Yeah, and out of the vent, like snakes on a plane style. It really was. And then I, that was the jumpiest car ride of my life because I was like any sort of like, if something moves like your leg hair or something, I'm like, are there more snakes in this car? How many snakes are there? I didn't even know how this one got in here. And I was terrified of that car for like a month. And I was like, I can't tell my wife. She will never be in this car again. I'm going to have to take a part in this car to just make sure there's no snakes. Yeah, I was afraid that you weren't going to want to tell this story because I don't know if you've ever told her yet. And I, I know she listens. Yeah, she she doesn't know in this story yet. So we will find out if she listens to this episode or not. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a follow up next week. If not, okay. I still got away with it. But yeah, <laughs> and then I'm always to some degree like worried and I feel like I need to like check air vents. And I have like PTSD with air vents in cars. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Because I, I can't imagine just, I think the scariest thing is knowing that if one got in there, it's possible that another one got in there. If it's a baby, that baby had a mom who was probably bigger than him. A lot bigger. I agree. And we're in Texas, so there's some pretty good sized snakes out there. And then most of them will probably kill you. <laughs> yeah, they, they just, we, we hang out with the big snakes. We're like the Australia of the U.S. Like we just, are. Stuff just happens here. And then I have another snake story I'll tell. And this one's just kind of random. But um, one day I was coming home from work and it was like midnight and I get out of my car. And this is the same parking lot. And, I um, yes. And there is a copperhead right there. I open the door and I see it on the ground and I just immediately shut it too. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and, and I'm like, crap. So I have to awkwardly call through. I have like a sedan car too. So I've, I'm like a six foot tall guy. So I had to awkwardly climb to the passenger see to get out because like i can't it's a copperhead like that's poisonous <laughs> and so i had to get out and i was terrified to like put my foot down and be like is, is he under the car now because at a certain point i could keep eyes on him right right and if somebody would and if somebody would have been looking out their apartment window at that moment they would have seen me spaz jump out of my car slam the door <laughs> and just haul to our front door and just be like i don't know what that guy's problem is well that that was the if I remember correctly, that was the night like we went out after work. We were like watching the NBA finals and we didn't mm -hmm. leave till like 1 a.m. So you probably didn't get home till like 1.32. Yeah, exactly. So it was middle of the night. And <laughs> I can't tell you how – I don't even know why I looked down. You know what I mean? Because normally you just step out of the car. Right. And it, and it was like – it was almost eerie because, you know, the apartment complex had like floodlights. And it was just almost spot – like in the middle of a floodlight. And the rest was just darkness. And I was like, are there more snakes? Once again, how many snakes are over here? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was terrifying. So that's a few little, few little <laughs> snake stories for you. Kind of creepy Halloween ones. So yeah, check your vents, everybody. PSA. Oh. Yeah, it's like just seeing the, the pictures of spiders under toilet seats. Just oh, wanted to throw that out there in the same vein. That used to freak me out as a kid when I found out, you know, yeah. that those people have like a python. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. There was a good phase in my life where I would like check the toilet, yeah. <laughs> you know, look down, yeah, I, make sure it's not a snake. Yeah, I hope this this Halloween episode has been cringeworthy enough at this point. Just all these spooky things. Check your vents, check your toilets. Snakes are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, um, where, where, next. Go ahead. 
I said I was just saying, where were we? Are we are we still on Would You Rather? I forgot. I think we I think we ended Would You Rather. Okay. Unless you add one more you want to throw in. No, I I all mine are good. I I gave my two. I'm ready. Ready to move. All right. So next we have our second game, which came first. Now we introduced this last episode, our last audible diversion. And this is where we give you two items, two objects, two stories, yada yada yada. And you have to decide which came first. And Logan, what do you have for us? All right. So I came up with a few. Um, if we have time, I, I'd like to go through all of them. But if we don't, we don't. That's fine. But the first one, you know, it's a little Halloween theme. We got some tricks. We got some treats. Um, so what came first, M&Ms or the Geneva Convention? Mm. <laughs> There's only That's eight always tough. between the two of them. There's only eight years. Yeah, I I got really lucky when I was just kind of randomly spitballing things that most of them were like within like within a decade. This one is actually the furthest one apart. I'm going to say M&Ms. That, yeah. So basically just doing my research, I don't know what happened where I was thinking of the Geneva Convention, but through my research, essentially like the Geneva Convention as we know it today, like it was like two treaties signed in 1949. And then M&M's, according to my research, was they were released in 1941. My my mindset here was I just kind of took a shot in the dark and was hoping that M&M's would just be one of those, you know, companies that technically existed pretty early on and then didn't necessarily become popular till later, but that they existed earlier on than that. But the Geneva (laughs) Convention is pretty, pretty long, pretty long time ago. Yeah, because yeah. M&M's, I was thinking, like, I was just trying to think of candies, because I know there's been, like, a lot of candies that kind of came about during, like, Great Depression, so they've been, like, old, old candies. So those M&M's from 1941, I thought that they were pretty good candy to put into the question. That is a good one, and I'm glad I didn't look it up, because I almost looked up some candy facts, too, so right. I, didn't, I had no idea when some of these candies were created, because I, and she had to ask me when, like, chocolate you know, like Hershey's bar came around. I don't know. They've just always been in my life. And I know they've been around for a couple decades before. And that's about as far back as I can tell you. Yeah, because if you're talking about Hershey bars, that's something that could have been like, they could well, the first release was actually 1872 when it was actually, you know, that kind of stuff I can imagine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then eventually they started mass producing them, you know, in, you know, 1944 or something. Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, okay, so for you, I have, which came first, the Halloween, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown episode? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. Or the plastic, the plastic pumpkin, you know, basket you see for trick-or-treating, that basic plastic. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, the trick- the I just, classic that's been around forever. Right. I, I just, on a side note, I love that episode. My favorite thing is Charlie Brown and his Halloween basket just keeps getting rocks and that, that that's the humor i live for and he's like oh, i got a rock like what? Oh, sorry side tangent, no but, but that that is hilarious though like <laughs> i got another rock okay. so just i imagine um halloween baskets i feel like were early 1900s and charlie brown i feel like was like 1960 1970 that's just pulling it out of my butt uh, I'm going to go with the Halloween plastic uh, now, thingies. 
What if I give you the dates? One is 1966, one is 1986. Does that change your mind? Or does that validify it? You know what? I don't know why. I don't know why. But yes, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to say that the Charlie Brown was 1986. And so, the, wait, that's not changing my answer. No, I don't change my answer at all. So, Charlie Brown episode released 1966. Plastic Dude. Pumpkin Basket, 1986. Oh, man. I, I, still, I still believe I'm correct, <laughs> even though I know I'm not. <laughs> I thought... I actually thought when I was looking it up that this would be closer dates at the pumpkin bag, you know, bag has been around forever. Because that's like the stereotypical, I figured like in the 50s and all, that's what everybody would have. I don't know why, it's just kind of where my mind went to. Dang. So I was actually yep. right about the Charlie Brown thing. Um, I don't know. Because I, yeah, I guess, it, all right, anyways, if you if you lost track of my thoughts at this point, so did I. I think we'll just move on from there. I didn't get that one correct. Right. I thought for a minute we were going to have like a game show-esque answer where you just correctly guessed the year entirely. <laughs> you were like 1960. I was like, you win. If you guess the year, you win. You win the grand, you know, show. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so I got another one for you. All right. So what came first? The first Texas State Fair or the year that Jack the Ripper murdered all those people? Ooh. There's a two-year difference. Only two Ooh. years. I was just about to say, like, that has to be similar. I... This is tough, because I know both were obviously a while ago. I'm going to just go by history here, and I know fairs were a big deal. I'm going to go with the State Fair of Texas. I know they go far back, and, you know world fairs and all that were a big deal so i'm gonna hope that our state was on board before jack the ripper started killing everybody okay so i'll tell you when jack the ripper started killing everybody and see if this changes your answer so jack the okay. ripper um according to what i found um 1888 was his killing oh uh, so you're telling me i would pick that the state fair was before 1888 yes I would have to change my answer with that and say that Jack the Ripper had to be first. Okay, I'm glad you did. Now we're even. The first Texas State Fair was October 26, 1886. That is still so long ago, though. Especially when you gave me that date and then told me there was a two-year difference. So either answer was further back <laughs> right. than I thought it would be. <laughs> For sure, yeah. And that's, that's what I thought. So actually, originally... Um, I was going to do like maybe corn dogs and Snickers, something like that. But I was like, you know what? Let's, let's see how far back we can go this time. So yeah, yeah, the state fair of Texas was around before Jack the Ripper murdered all those people. And it's appropriate because it is state fair season down here. Yeah. It is state fair season and it is spooky season. So that I was really, I actually texted Sean when I was creating these, like, dude, I, I'm, I'm feeling good about mine. I like, them. yeah, you did. I got nervous having to pick mine because I knew you were going to go with some good ones. So, yeah, appropriate uh, for the season. So next up, or my last one, I guess, I have which came first? The, the true, not the movie here, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or the JFK assassination? That was half of the one that I had, of the one I haven't said. Which, <laughs> which part do you know the year of? Okay. So, so I did not do the JFK assassination. 
Okay. But I did the the chain, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's funny. So anyway, so I'm going to say JFK. That wait, wait, okay. no, no, no. I, I've responded incorrectly. JFK came second, so the Texas Chainsaw Massacre came first. That's your answer. Locking in. I'm locked in. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre occurred on August 18th, 1973, and the JFK assassination, November 22nd, 1963. Ten-year yeah. difference, JFK was first. Oh, oh, man, I just, I don't have a good history knowledge. I could have sworn it was like the 80s, but, you know, all right, I'm wrong. When you said the tech, I thought you had it in the bag when you said you had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, oh, no, especially that you live in, you know, we live in Dallas, too. Right. Uh, know your facts, please. <laughs> yeah that well that that's cool that was my weekly i don't know my history um but i alluded to having part of that and so i will kind of go with mine if you don't mind mm -hmm. so there's a four-year difference between these so okay. the death of the man who inspired so his name is edward theodore gein he was the inspiration for psycho texas chainsaw massacre and the silence of the lambs Mm -hmm. did, he, did he die first or did Friday the 13th originally release first oh man that's gotta be and how, how many years difference did you say in this one there's only a four year difference in this one I was gonna say I wanna say can you give me this answer it's not gonna affect it it was in the 70s for both correct no they were in the same decade but it was not the 70s so it must have been the 80s then. Yeah. Um, oh, I was trying to think of, I'm assuming this guy obviously died. I just thought Halloween maybe came out like late 70s or something. Uh, I'm going to say the guy died first. So, and I, I'd, off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure he was born in 1904. So he was about 80. So he died July 26, 1984. And Friday the 13th originally released May 9th, 1984. 80. Oh, I knew it when you said 84. I was like, it's got to be before that. Oh, I was just hoping. I don't know. I was just hoping he died before. <laughs> Halloween was tough. I almost looked at some stuff involving that movie. Yeah, that that was the first. My, my first inclination was like, which came first? Halloween, Friday the 13th. And I was like, no, that's kind of basic. Like kind of what I did last time, Nickelodeon and whatever. So like I got to I got to go hard on these. Got to make them difficult. Got to make them absurd. And I feel good that I've done that. Yeah, I think that was a good. I think that was a good round of which came first. I think it's definitely better than last week's. For sure, I would agree. All right, so that was our two games. Now we are going to pause for a quick ad, but I want to say something really quick. On the other side of this ad, we are going to have our draft of the best slash worst saw torture so it will be gory and it'll be immediately following this ad so if you're not interested in that just skip a little bit because after that we're going to end our show with the review of bright burn which is one of logan's top horror movies so let's see what our thoughts are on that and we will see you on the other side all right see you welcome back now this is something gory something creepy something uncomfortable for you for this Halloween week. Definitely not G-rated. If you were squeamish, uncomfortable, fast food all fast forward through all this, it's fine. We will be doing our draft of Saw Torturing. So the most cringeworthy 
cinematic moments from that series? Yeah, pretty much the ones that you hate to watch, the ones, and I pretty much picked the ones that I still remember having watched the movie so long ago. Mm-hmm. And I have first pick in this week's draft, and so I'm going to go with one that really stood out in my head. I don't know why. It actually involves Chester, rest in peace, from Lincoln Park. Um, and this scene, oh man, it just made me cringe so uncomfortable. My number one pick is called Junkyard. Now in this torture scene, it, like I said, involves Chester, so a little cameo there for you. And he is glued to kind of an, an old-fashioned like truck seat, kind of one of those bench seats. And he has to lean forward to get a key or, or some sort of device that ends it and frees him. But he has to lean forward, and as he does, his back is, like, super glued to the seat. So with every inch he moves forward, his skin rips off of his body. So essentially, he basically dies or rips his back off. And you just see him for a minute slowly lean forward and just rip his skin off. And I think it is just excruciating to watch. Yeah, and it, this is one that I have heard of before. I um, saw the movies, saw, you know, no pun intended, but, um, and when I saw it, and I think it opened the sixth movie, I want to say, um, I knew what was about to happen, and I had to watch, because you just have to, but, oh man, that that's a tough one, that is really mm-hmm. tough, especially because, you know, we live in Texas, the seats, I mean, you don't very rarely drive without a shirt, but they, you can get stuck pretty quick, and it just, yeah. oof. <laughs> That's honestly how it feels down here in August if you have any bare skin exposed to like a leather seat and you got in your car yeah. that was parked in the sun. <laughs> yeah, and I also believe that it was actually the entire band of Lincoln Park was in that scene at some point. Um, I but, yeah. believe it. I couldn't quite well, remember. I just knew Chester was like the sure. main. Yeah. Know? All right. Yeah, so I knew, I knew in the past we had talked about that off air. So I'm pretty sure you knew that was going to be on my list. Yeah, I knew that was going to be on your list, um, and I'm going to get started with mine, and this is the first one that came to my mind, so I have to pick it first, and this is Pound of Flesh from Saw 6. This one was my number two seed. It is horrifying to watch. Yeah, so essentially what you have, and if I remember correctly, there was like there's like these two bankers or something um, who, who were like scammers, and... There was a huge dude with plenty of flesh, and then there was a younger woman with not as much. And basically the thing was just, hey, whoever cuts off the most flesh gets to live. So there was like, they had to like put it in a basket, and uh, like she had to like cut her arm off. And it's just all those ones that, that have to deal with like cutting, and those were usually the worst for me. And this one was essentially just cutting. So... Ah, I can't, I can barely like speak it out loud, but I'm going to go with Pound of Flesh for my first pick. Um, oof. And to make it worse, you only have a minute. So it's not like you get to, not that this will make any better, but take your time cutting off, you know, whatever body part you have to go or you're going to die. Yeah. And then that girl was at a disadvantage because that dude was just like kind of cutting his stomach like a Thanksgiving turkey and she ended up like cutting her arm off. Exactly, because he just he just lost some weight, actually. Yeah. Oh. So oh. That one. That one is brutal. Now, what is your next pick? 
So my next pick, and this one um, is not like super violent. It is pretty violent, but this one was one of the worst like psychological ones. Um, this is Blind and Mute from Saw 4. Do you remember this one? Um, I'm sure I do. Can you recap it for me, though? Okay. So we're going to – I'm going to recap. So there is a, a guy who was – like, he made him blind, so he, like, sewed his eyes shut. And mm-hmm. then there was a guy who was mute, and he, like, sewed his mouth shut. And basically what they had to do is they had to find the key that was on one of their necks. And – Obviously, one guy cannot communicate and one guy cannot see, which are two pretty essential things if you're going to try and get out of a saw trap. Um, Mm -hmm. So essentially, you know, however they were expected to do it, they I don't. Yeah, Um, that one was bad for me because it's like, what do you do? Like the whole time you're watching it, you're like, usually there's something where you're like, well, just do this. Like, dude, don't be dumb. Do this. But this one was. I don't even know where to begin. No. You just can't win. I, like, I know you can't really win in any of these situations, but you truly can't win in that one. Right. Like, because you can't communicate with the guy who can't speak. Like, you don't know he can't speak. And then the other guy, it's like, you see him, but, oh, man, you can't say anything. Right. That one, that one's a tough one. Um. So with my next pick, I have one, and this one, oh, it would just be horrible to have to do. And I know there's all kinds of – they're all horrible. It's not like there's a better option, really. Right. They're all going to be excruciating. I don't know if you remember this one. It's called the teeth combination. Okay, I think I remember reading about this one when I was looking at the list. So essentially he put like four – I believe it's like four numbers on random teeth he has, and he has to pull his teeth out to figure out they all, which combos. But he doesn't know which tooth it was on right? or teeth it's on. So he has to just get pliers and yank out his teeth. Oh, yeah. And no, obviously he has to go through a bunch of them because he has to find like four numbers or something. So he has one minute, and he's just ripping his teeth out, and that's got to be just excru- – it's not probably going to kill you. But that's going to hurt, and you just have this bloody mouth. Oh, my gosh. I just think that'd be like a realistic pain. You can almost feel that. Yeah, those also, to me, are the worst. Like, the ones where it's, like, your skin, where it's, like, those are things you can kind of imagine feeling, and that's the worst. Exactly. It's, like, I don't know what it's like to cut cut an ankle off or something, but we've all had, like, a tooth that just hurt and had one pulled or something, but to have adult teeth and you have to do it in a minute and focus enough to find the numbers and enter them. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I can kind of see the tooth pain one time. I say one time I've gotten a root canal before, like I got elbowed in the mouth playing basketball and it like killed my tooth or something. So Mm -hmm. basically I got a root canal and I was there for so long that the stuff wore off. And so you know, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm awake the whole time. It's numb, whatever. It sucks, but, you know, I'm here. And then they put the thing back in my tooth, and I just, like, pretty much scream, like, what I can with, like, the mouth thing, my, my mouth open, and they're like, whoa, 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 what's up, what's up? I'm like, dude, I feel this. Like, you have to stop immediately. So yeah. just imagine pulling those teeth. Like, that's going to hurt worse. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, just a horrible pain. So what yeah. is your third pick? All right, so actually, so I got my third and my fourth pick coming up, and I'm trying to decide which ones I want because I do want some of the classics. 
Um, I think we're going to talk about a lot of the classic ones in honorable mentions either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is one that I, I've forgotten about. But when I read it, I remembered how much I hated this one. Um, and this one is The Peeping Tom from Saw 4. Do you remember that? I don't know. This one was like a quick one. I don't remember it taking too much time. Um, But basically there's like this hotel employee or owner or something. And he like created like these like peepholes and windows in his motel. So he could like peep on people. And apparently he was like, he would like rape people and stuff. So Mm -hmm. he basically has to make the choice. And this, this is what I think like quintessential saw. It's like you, you used your eyes for, looking and use your arms to to molest or whatever which one do you want to keep like i just so basically he's attached by the limbs and he's got needles by his eyes and he has to decide does he want to get his eyes poked out or his limbs ripped off i know which one you're talking about after saying that because i remember it going through his eye and you just see the blood run down his cheek yeah so um, me personally, uh, Sean knows this, but I, for the longest time, I kind of had like a phobia with my eyes. So mm-hmm. seeing that would, it just ruined me. Like I, it took me like an hour to get my contacts in the first time. Um, the only reason I even needed contacts was to play rugby. You can't wear glasses obviously. And I can't see. So, you know, I sucked it up then, but just, I, I still am weird with my eyes. So even thinking of it now, because that is what he chooses. He chooses to lose his eyes, which is probably the best decision. Um, I don't want to lose all four of my limbs, but that's that's it's tough to watch. It's tough to imagine that you're basically going to leave this room with only one of those two things. Yeah, at least when you're you can kind of live if you're blind. You're no way living if you have all four no. limbs ripped off. I think that's a good choice. Now, now this is a tough choice for you. What is your fourth and final pick? Okay, because I, I came with eight of my least favorite, I guess, which makes them my most favorite when you think of it that way. Uh, and I'm, I'm between two, but I'm just going to go with the one. It's, it's iconic. It's, it's, it's from the very first movie, and it is the reverse bear trap. That one was my first honorable mention. I think probably the most classic scene. Yeah, and then... Yeah, for yeah, because it's in a lot of the movies. Um, and if you if you haven't seen the movies, uh, thanks for sticking around this far. But let me ex- let me explain. Um, basically, he put if you've seen a bear trap, it closes on on like the bear's leg, so it can't go anywhere. Um, this does the opposite, where it opens and the pieces are in your mouth. So essentially, if it opens, it will rip your jaw clean off your skull. Mm-hmm. And it's as horrible as it sounds, too. And you can see the expression in the eyes of the people as it's happening and when it happens. Yeah, that's true. They, the acting in that movie is, is actually pretty good for kind of what the movie is. But, like, you see, like, the fear. Because that's really all you see is their eyes. And they're just, oh, man. that It's a classic. It's, it's not one of, the, like, the, the most elaborate. But it is just simple. And it, it is, it's brutal. And you just see the jaw. It essentially splits the face in half. Even talking about these make me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. That is a great list. Um, so I have my final pick. And it, right. gets, it gets tough because I think you could make an argument for every single one of these. That would be horrible. 
And I think my number or my last pick, I guess, on my number one would be the needle pit. Do you remember this one? Oh man, yes. I that was if that was almost on my list. That's probably top ten. So she has to be thrown into there's a key almost like needle in a haystack style. There's a key yeah. that unlocks or saves or whatever. I I forget they all kind of blur together on that end. But it's a pit full of used syringe filled, you know, needles. So she's yeah. being poked with all these Ooh. used needles. Some have, you know, stuff in them as well. And she has to find the key to live. But obviously, she has to just get flooded with needles that she doesn't even know what's going in her body. And on top of that, I'm sure the needles hurt, even if they didn't have anything, yeah. which I'm sure they had. Who knows what lace with? Yeah, and it's and it's not like you're she's stepping on needles. She has to wade through needles. Yeah, she has to go into this. That's probably four foot high pit of needles. It's either that or die. So every motion, you probably have... 10 more needles stuck in you yeah and she's not wearing like a long sleeve jacket and jeans i'm if i remember correctly she's like wearing a like a tank top yeah yeah like there's a lot of exposed skin and on your feet and on, oh just just horrible same thing a realistic pain yeah yeah i recently i've i cut the lawn and we had a bunch of those sticker um i, I think they're technically called burrs so if that helps you but we call them stickers and just p- taking those out and just getting, you know, stepping on those on accident, that's brutal, let alone something that's like three inches longer and with, you know, thousands more. Uh, that's w- another one of those kind of realistic ones where you can kind of imagine how this feels and that makes it even cringier. With who knows what disease you're going to get from them too. But yeah, and it's not like he picked the smallest needles on the market either. <laughs> no. All right. So. I guess since there's so many, I guess we each get one honorable mention. How do you feel about that? That's okay, because there's really one, and this is going to be the one that I was between um, picking with my last pick. Um, And this one is the silent circle. So this one was from Saw, the final chapter. And essentially, there is this lady. um, Okay, it says Nina, and then this other dude. And essentially what has happened is Jigsaw um, placed a fishing line with a hook and there's a key on it. And what he has to do is he has to take this fish hook out of her throat. And every time she makes a noise or either of them make a noise, there's these needles that get closer and closer to her neck. So anytime like the hook catches on her throat, like they get closer. And essentially like it ends, you know, and she's going to get her head ripped off. That one, because the fish hook, I've had fish hooks caught in me before, and it's the worst because they're hard to get out. They hurt like heck. So that combined with the fact that these needles get closer and closer, it's another one of those realistic kind of pains where you just, you, I, I can't imagine it. That one almost made my list because that one's brutal to watch because it, like you said, if you've ever had a fish hook caught in your skin, it hurts. And you said it is tricky to get out. You kind of got to wiggle it a little bit. But he has to rip so hard, and she can't scream, or she's essentially going to get her throat stabbed through. And you can see him just have to put force in his arm, you know, to get this hook out. And it oh. just ripping, literally ripping your guts, like, through your neck. Oh, dude. Horrible. 
I don't even know. And the start of the scene too, they have like an X-ray that shows like the key, and it's not like on the fish hook. There's the key is like above the fish hook, and the hook is just open. Oh, oh man! Because I just re- I didn't get to rewatch it. That makes it even worse. I didn't remember it correctly. Oh my! God. Almost like if you put a bobber on top of the fish hook, like right above the hook, that type style. Oh, oh yeah! You know that would just hang on everything and just oh, oh my gosh, just brutal. Yeah. My honorable mention, uh, and this one's there's these are all horrible, um, horrible. <laughs> I don't know how they come up with these, but the one I have is the razor box. All right, you're gonna have to recap that one for me. I don't remember that one. Okay, so she has I don't know, she's allergic to something, she needs an antidote, I forget what, but it's obviously gonna kill her. And her hands are sticking, she's standing straight up putting her hands above her head and they're both in these you know floating boxes and it's almost like a chinese finger trap-esque thing where if she so the, she can basically touch the antidote right like it's yeah. in her hand but in order to pull it down the box is laced with razor blades so anytime any motion that goes down you're slicing your hands and your oh, arms I so she has yeah so she has the antidote in her hands but in order to get it, she's basically going to have to just cut her arms up. And obviously it was going to kill her because there's so many veins there. So it's yeah. your choice. And it's just going to just slice your arms. Man, that and it, that reminds me of like the knife chair where you you have to make the decision. Like you have to inflict the pain. Like some of these, you don't really have a choice. Like you're probably going to get pain inflicted. But it's like you can live or you can die, but you're just going to have to go through it to get there. You're going to have to earn it. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst is it's like, all right, your choice, your choice. And I don't know what was in her, but the antidote, it was obviously going to kill her really fast too. But just to, you know, have a razor go up your arms. And and if I can remember correctly, I'm sure there's like tons of razors too. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yes. And that is our saw draft. So I hope you stomached that. I hope you didn't throw up or fast forward, but if you did, that's okay. Start right here. This is our review of Brightburn, Logan's choice off of his top four horror movie rankings that we did a couple audible diversions ago. Yeah, um, just getting started. Um, it was it was not as good as I remember it. I'll, I'll preface with that. I still think it's good, and it's probably still in my top. But I think a lot of the fear came from not knowing what was happening and knowing the entire movie kind of took me out of it. So I, I'm excited to hear what you think, because this is the first time you've seen it. Yeah, so this is the first time I've seen it. Um, so I was, I was, I'm going to put the mindset, too, to make sure that everybody knows, too, that like I did exactly where you watched it at night, everything. I was in the mindset pumped, because first off, I think the concept of this is awesome. Right. Overall, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> terrible? I thought it was terrible. And I hated to say that, too, because I didn't want it to come across because I know you were, like, huge on Deborah Logan. But I was pumped to see this. I thought it was terrible. Terrible. Okay, terrible. well, explain yourself, and then we'll talk about the movie. I got I to gotta hear what you, what you mean. We might want to talk about the movie so I don't ruin, <laughs> like, the ending or something by accident if you want to review it in order. Okay, yeah, we can go through it. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what you thought. So... Um, I guess we'll just go through it. So um, we start off in school. Okay, so this kid, um, I like I like to make analogies. This kid looks like 
have you seen Silicon Valley? I think you have, right? Yeah. You know, like the guy, he's like in the first season, it was like Big Head. Mm-hmm. This guy looks like him. He does. He does look like him. That's a great, that's a great comparison. And then all my all my uh, drag race fans, he also looks like Alaska. Um, so if you don't know who Alaska is, it, it, that means nothing to you. But there's some people who will, who will understand that reference. Look just up. thought I'd that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start in just a small town. And I guess it's a couple that's wanting to have a baby, can't really have a baby. And then they essentially kind of find him crash in the woods, almost like an alien-esque yeah, crash. It's essentially the Superman story. Yeah, it is, but if you get him as a kid, and yeah. I guess he's growing up, a normal kid, nothing to be concerned. They live kind of out in the country on, like, a big farm and everything, too, of course, because that's where everything horrible happens. Yeah, they live in Brightburn, Kansas. Mm-hmm. So nothing. So there's nothing exciting about their lives. And then eventually the kid just, I don't know, kind of becomes aware of his powers a little bit. Yeah, so basically they show none of his childhood for the most part. Until, like, they kind of fast forward to, like, present day. He's, like, he just turned 12. And that's when it starts getting off the rails. Mm-hmm. And he kind of gets bullied a little bit. And um, yada, yada. And they, like, the coach tells this little girl, hey, help him up. And it's almost like in that moment you see the switch. And his eyes kind of go a little bit. And he just breaks her hand while she's, while, you know, she's supposed to help him up. He's on the ground, reaches up, and just breaks her hand in front of the whole class. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one of them. Um, and then so they I, I kind of they do a good job of kind of slowly introducing the power. So like at the beginning, um, there's like a scene where he um, besides the seizures, like that crazy scene where he like he's like freaking out. And then he's like at the barn and the mom finds him like trying to open this barn door mm-hmm. um, that we find out later was like kind of the ship that brought him here. And we'll talk about that later because I have some thoughts on that. But um, essentially. You know, they kind of throw you into the movie. It's only an hour and a half. And then there's a lawnmower scene where he, like, throws this lawnmower and he puts his hand into it. Well, first off, he throws a lawnmower, which is ridiculous. Like, he's like, his, his throws that thing. Yeah. He's, like, trying to start it and he gets upset and he literally launches it like a football field away. And then, like, you hear the voices that you kind of hear throughout the movie and they pretty much tell him to stick his hand in it. And it basically just breaks the blades of the lawnmower. So you're like, okay, this kid's pretty strong and he's invincible. Mm-hmm. And to paint the picture too, it's like the lawnmower's kind of on its side. So you just see the blades going, you know, super fast. And, you know, it's going to chop any, you know, arm off if you get it stuck. And he just breaks that thing. Doesn't mm-hmm. hurt him. Yeah. So that that's one where it's like, all right, you know, and this kid's pretty much indestructible. And he seems to kind of be a bit evil. Yeah. And, and then... To that point, the next thing I was going to talk about, it, which is, which is kind of funny, honestly, when they like they find the papers under his bed, and it's like these like ladies like in bikinis, and then like they keep looking through the photos, and then one of them's like an anatomy textbook he kind of like cut a piece of, and then there's just straight up like pictures of guts. Mm-hmm. Just guts. I mean, just typical guts. Very yeah, like, hard to hide. <laughs> yeah, from like an autopsy. So it's like he almost he was like hiding them. But you wonder if he was like hiding the guts within, you know, the the pictures of the ladies. Exactly. And so that was just kind of uncomfortable, kind of odd um, for yeah. a kid to be hiding that. It kind of made sense to maybe be hiding pictures of girl in bikinis. But same thing where it's like you're normal, but something just isn't quite right. Yeah. All right. And then what do you want to go to next? I'll let you kind of lead this one. 
Okay, so well, and then from there, you know, the the dad takes him like hunting, and he has one of the best sex talks ever, where he's <laughs> just talking about just you know sometimes you feel weird, and you know sometimes you have to do things about it. And then he goes to the girl's house from the beginning, who like gave him like a compliment or something. So he like goes over there and he like plays music on her laptop and you know because he's like super fast so you never really see him do these things and he can fly so he's just stalking this girl and he kind of is like in her room and basically the girl's like hey brandon Breyer, which is his name was in here and then the mom is like i don't see him but you know i don't i don't like the sound of that yeah exactly i don't want you around this kid you know i take your word for it why would you lie about this and just also kind of how you introduce it's just kind of creepiness as well. Yeah, and that and then that goes back to what you were talking about, where the next time um, they see each other, he breaks her hand because she's kind of like making fun of him. Um, she calls him like a pervert, and he just like she's like helping him up, and he just like snaps her hand. Mm-hmm. Just snaps, and he's just you know I don't know is he like nine or twelve or something? So th- his hand's not like big or anything nothing a normal kid could have done right and um this this is where so in my notes this is where i wrote not as good second time (laughs) (laughs) um but do you think it's just because like you said you just knew it was coming or what yeah because and funny you mentioned that you didn't like it because actually when i was looking it up to see how we could watch it um the reviews were not good i I really enjoyed it and I still stand behind it, but it was like on Metacritic or whatever. It was only like 50 or 60%. So mm-hmm. I guess just as many people who liked it didn't like it. So, well, well, I understand because the one we reviewed last week, watching it the second time, it was like, huh, that one quite as good as I remembered. <laughs> yeah. So we're both, over, we're over two as a podcast, I guess. Yep. Great. Um, but yeah. And then I guess next does it lead us to the, the scene in the fast food restaurant. Okay, so I was, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but I prefaced there was a scene that made me want to, like, throw up. This is the scene. This, and I knew exactly this was the scene we were talking about. Um, so, essentially, he's kind of mad at his crush's mom because she doesn't want him around him, especially now that she broke, you know, or he broke her hand. And right. she's closing up, like, a, you know, a small town fast food restaurant. So she's by herself, you know cleaning the silverware and stuff and he kind of sneaks in and it does a typical where like you kind of hear him but you don't see him like something's there but you don't know yeah and and, um and he kind of breaks a window how does he get the piece of glass um so basically what happens is he's like messing with the electricity i guess and like he like like basically the glass explodes so she's like looking up the lights are like flickering she's like looking at the lights like hey what's going on and then it just like blows up and then she pretty much gets a shard of glass in her eye and she's like trying to pull it out. And at this point, I was watching this with my girlfriend. She almost threw up, like straight up. Like I wasn't even joking when I said I wanted to throw up. It is just brutal because you see her like she's like shaking, like she's trying to get it out. It's a shard of glass in her eye. dude. Yeah. And you see her just pulling, but there being just enough resistance where yeah. you know, it's not just a quick little, you know, pull out of the eye. It is just excruciating to watch she's by herself too so in this moment she's by herself scared and having to get this piece of glass out of her eye and it's a pretty significant shard of glass yeah and it it shows you too it's not like 
it cuts away and then she's like screaming. It's like you're watching her pull this thing out like she's trying to take out a contact. Right. It's horrible. So I guess next leads us to him going over to his uncle's house, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote pretty much at this point, um, this is when I would leave Brandon. I don't know what I would do. Um, I just, I, uh, man. But, but yeah, so he goes to his, his um, aunt's house because she is supposed to counsel him because of the incident with the broken hands. And she's like, hey, I have to talk to the sheriff and tell him. So please just be honest with me and we'll, we'll do whatever. And he's like, oh, no, you're not going to tell anybody that. You're not going to tell anybody anything. It's best for both of us if you don't say anything. Yeah. And he says yeah. this at her when she's like by herself in her house at, I don't know, like midnight or something. Yeah, like he just shows up late. And that's pretty much what he says. And she's like, okay, well, you just go home. I'm going to stay in my house. So she, very interesting move to just tell your 12-year-old nephew to just walk home at 10 p.m. at night. I thought that was a weird move, too, to not be like, hey, let me give you a ride home. But that just shows you how uncomfortable everybody was around him. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess you're like, why didn't she call, like, her husband or anybody else? Why is she kind of alone on the night? Turns out her husband's, like, at the bar. Yeah, with, he's at the yeah. yeah. With, with Roy from the office. Yeah, I was about to say that, too. So it's Roy from the office. And then eventually he starts, he starts coming home. And then you take it from there. Yeah, so... Um, he comes home and then as far as the wife knows, Brandon's left, but he's still in the house or he gets back in the house and the dude is like brushing his teeth. And then there's a scene where like Brandon is just like, kind of like perched up like Spider-Man behind him. And he's like, dude, I hope he doesn't look at me. And he doesn't. And then like hides in the closet. And then the uncle goes in the closet cause he heard like a loud noise. And then Brandon's there wearing his mask that I don't know where he got it but it's freaky, freaked me out. And he's just like, oh, I got to take you home, dude. You can't be doing this crap. Like, I got to tell your parents. And then once again, Brandon just looks at him and is like, it would be best if you did not tell my parents. You cannot tell my parents this, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's really creepy because he sneaks up on him in the closet. And then yeah. he, you know, he's like, all right, but I'm going to drive you home then. Right. right. Is that how that scene starts? I can't remember that part. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to drive you home. And he's like, you, like, get in the car. And then Brandon, like, like force pushes him into the garage. And then he just, like, he's like, oh, okay. And then he, like, drives away, just leaving his wife, which is something I realized watching it the second time. He just straight up abandons his wife, like, with this, yeah. like, super kid. Yeah, he was like, nope, and tries to floor it. And it's kind of in the country as well, so he's got to go down, like, I don't want to say, like, kind of paved dirt roads-esque. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you just see him in the middle of the street you know headlights <laughs> on him and he's just like nope nope yeah. and then and yep. then he just lifts the car up and slams it down like perpendicular to the ground lifts it up boom drops him yeah it's pretty good and also to mention that guy is also from the office and i believe he was a writer it's actually a pretty prolific writer i, I wish i had his name um but he plays like dwight's cousin um mm -hmm. for those who've seen the office but yeah like just the scene where bright brandon is just like floating in the air and his car has just died, and he just, nope, nope. And then, yeah, it's Brandon somehow, Force Powers or whatever, you know, picks up the car and just slams it onto the ground. Drops it. Obviously kills the guy. And then the town is kind of figure, trying to figure out what happened, and the, his parents start to kind of put some clues together that Brandon was there. In fact, he wrote the guy he killed's name kind of with his 
like he, Brandon wrote his name right. in blood. That yeah, that, that came across correct. Yeah, there's like there's like a symbol that he draws. It's like two B's back to back, and it's like also at the scene of the the diner. Um, so people are starting to be like, interesting. Also, Brandon Breyer, who's a real weirdo, his name is Double B, and mm-hmm. so like the sheriff goes over to the house and like, hey, have you have you seen Brandon? And she's like, no, he's actually out hunting. And then this is kind of one of my favorite scenes when he's like, the second time he goes hunting with his dad. Yeah, so he's out there with Roy from the office hunting. Typical <laughs> father-son thing. And you can tell Roy is like, like, this kid's a psycho. We got to put him down. You know, you can tell he's yeah. like, all right. Not really my kid. He's starting to kind of get that feeling where he's like, okay, we loved you, but you, something's wrong. Like, you're not human. You right. come from space. And he's hunting, talking to his kid. And he's like, almost as how you like the old time put a dog down when they're like looking off to the distance shoots him yeah. in the back of the head boom <laughs> but doesn't face the kid does absolutely nothing and at this point what i wrote down is i think you need to like don't double down on shooting him because if you couldn't penetrate his skull with a bullet uh there's nothing you can do so i would be like oh i'm sorry i missed something instead of doubling down and trying to shoot him again yeah, there, I, there's nothing you can do, too. You know that fight's over if you just shot him in the back of the head and it bounced off, essentially. Yeah, because you, you could at least be like, dude, I'm sorry. I thought I saw something by you. I'm glad it didn't kill you because I love you. You're my son. Like, please don't execute me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he gets executed. Yeah, no, he gets straight up murked. And then he, like, like the mom is, like, calling because while this is happening, she finally figures out that Brandon is is a psycho. and She's like, hey, you know, like, hey, I just found out, like, you're, you're right, you're right. Like, he killed her. And then Brandon picks up the phone. He's like, hey, mom, dude. And he, and then, like I said, she obviously knows that her husband's dead and Brandon's to, you know, the cause. So she, he, she calls the cops back, but Brandon's coming back. And then she's just essentially kind of hiding from him in the house because he, the cops are in the house and he kills two cops and is coming after his mom. And it's just kind of hiding almost like under the bed when you see like a murderer walk by and just trying to hide from the kid because he's flipping out, slamming yeah. the walls, breaking the house. Yeah. And then basically um, all that goes on, like he's like he kills those two cops and then she goes back because, oh, earlier in the movie, you find out like the only thing that can injure him is like the ship he came in. So she's like she like rips a piece off because she's trying to she's going to try and, you know, murder him. And then. Also, side note, this is just a tangent. Um, next to the ship is, like, the waitress, and she's been, like, gutted. So mm-hmm. that was, I was just – I forgot about that, and I was not pleased with that. But, and it's a quick little um, pen over to her, too. So you just kind of have to catch it real quick. Yeah, like, you might not even notice. I mean, you'll probably notice, but you might not notice who it is. Um, mm-hmm. Just wanted to bring that up. But So she, like, takes a piece of the ship. And she's going to murder him. Like, she's like, oh, Brandon, I love you so much. I never stopped loving you. Come here. And then, like, they're hugging. And he's about to, she's about to stab him in the back. And he just grabs her hand. And at that point, you know it's over for her. Right. And then, you know, because that was her one kind of sneak attack, basically. And she yeah. didn't do it. She waited too long. She hesitated. So Brandon's mad now. Kind of the last person he trusted has now betrayed him. So he grabs her and just supermans her straight into basically space he's still holding her and they fly through the roof and are going basically kind of on the verge of where you know our atmosphere becomes space and she's all cut up because she's not invincible and she had to bust through a roof and he's right. just holding her up there 
Yeah. And he just drops her and you just see her fall. And then you see Brandon like looking and there's like a plane coming to him. And then for a second, you're like, well, that's interesting. I wonder what's going to happen. And they cut and it's like a newscast. And it's like a plane crashed into this house. Like, like everyone on board's dead, except for this kid, Brandon uh, Breyer. Mm -hmm. And then that's basically the end of the movie. And then they just show some kind of news clips of like him taking out a building and stuff and just kind of becoming evil and kind of starting to raise some havoc on society. Yeah. And that was Brightburn. That was Brightburn. That was it. Um, I guess now I can do my thoughts. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing. Yeah, so I wanted to review it kind of unbiased. Um, just be kind of, for the listeners that did like it, I thought nothing happened, and then things happened for two seconds, and right when the movie started to get good, it was over. Like, when you see him pan down after the plane, you're like, all right, he's about to go. I thought it was the middle of the movie. And then it's over. And it just seemed like the most disappointing potential ever in a movie. Okay. Um, I'll, honestly, and that's that kind of brings me to some of the discussion that I kind of wanted to bring up with this movie. Um, mm -hmm. So Brightburn 2 has not been, like, um, confirmed nor denied. But they think it might be, like, a kind of, like, if there was an entire evil Justice League. Because, like, towards the end of the movie... Um, one of the newscasts or newscast is kind of like an Alex Jones kind of conspiracy guy where he's like, well, he's just another one of these people. There's like a there's like a woman or like a witch who like wraps people up and they tell them the truth, kind of like Wonder Woman with her lasso truth. Mm -hmm. And then there's like some like sea guy who's like sinking ships who would be kind of like an Aquaman. So some people mm -hmm. are like there might just be a straight up evil justice league. So would you be interested in seeing something like that? I, I mean, I definitely would see that. I think same thing cool plot and i'm not taking away from the plot i just thought the execution was such a boring slow build-up and then when it started to get good it just ended and it was like that should have just been the beginning of the of the movie you know when it starts to get good like to me where it ended that whole movie should have been condensed down and that should have been like the first third of a movie and honestly that that would have made it yeah that would have made it significantly better and I'm not, I don't want to talk too much about this. Maybe we can watch this another time. But that's kind of how I felt about the Joker movie. Where I agree with you, where it's just like, okay, but do more with that. Like, come on. Yeah, where it's like, where it gets to the point where you're like, oh, I thought this is where the movie would begin. I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, it did feel kind of slow. Um, I do remember watching it in the theaters like late at night. So, I mean, I'm sure that helped me a lot. I'm not saying that this is a bad movie. I don't. I still think it's good, but it was definitely better seeing it in theaters at night, you know, after having some drinks. Yeah, absolutely. I just essentially think it should have been, yeah. That, Joker's a great comparison where it's like, all right, we did all this background and we're starting to get a feel for him, starting to really get invested and boom, it's over. And it's like, come on, just <laughs> go with that longer, especially with it being such a short movie. It's like, why not see him at least you know, release Havoc more on the town and, and stuff like that. You know, that's just something I wish it would just would have kept going. And um, yeah. I feel like we got invested into somebody and then it ended. But if they do develop kind of an evil Justice League, I'm 100% down for that. Yeah. And then basically one last thing I kind of wanted to talk about, and if you had anything, we can do that as well. Um, mm -hmm. Just throughout the whole movie, I'm thinking like, at what point do you kind of do something about this? Like, what could you do? Like, 
can you just be like, hey, government, you know, I, I just want you to know I found an alien 12 years ago and now it's starting to like kill things. So can we maybe do something about that? Yeah, and Roy is kind of seeing it too. He's like, all right, like this is not like normal kid acting out. This is like oh. alien power acting out, especially when he finds out that he basically killed his brother, you know, his uncle or whatever, yeah. or brother-in-law, whatever. But the mom just keeps it just loves the kid so much. She kind of keeps having her back. And I agree. At some point, you got to call somebody and be like, he's flying through the air. He's evil. You got to get the military or the Navy SEALs or something. Yeah, because at one in one scene, we kind of glanced over because it was just a small one, but I'd written it down was when he's like at 1030 at night, he's just like staring at the chickens that, you know, Roy has. And mm -hmm. like, they're just going crazy, like just beyond like what a normal chicken would be behaving like. And then he's like, Brandon, go, go back to bed. Like, dude, it's like 1030 at night. What are you doing out here? And then he wakes up later in the night, Roy does. And all the chickens have been mutilated. Like the door had been ripped off. Like the lock was ripped off. And then like, he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Brandon did this. And the mom's like, it was probably just a wolf. Yeah. And Roy is like, no, no, no. A wolf could not do this. The way these chickens were just splattered apart and everything. Like the pattern of how they all died. And that's when it's like, okay this kid we didn't touch on that enough but that was almost setting up the like this kid is not just even normal psycho like something is wrong something is pure evil in it right no i think i think that's how i had i think that's all my thoughts and i think we covered that i was going to mention that too like at what point are you like okay we got to do something for the greater good yeah and this was directed by the guy who directed guardians of the galaxy if you didn't know i did not i did not know that little little fun cinematic fact for it in the show with. yeah <laughs> All right. Well, that is our Halloween edition Audible Diversion. Hope you loved it. Hope you probably were a bit uncomfortable a little bit. Kind of Halloween spooked you out everything. Yeah. If we did our job correctly, you were spooked and you laughed. But that's, mm -hmm. that's just what we deliver. Stay with us. Um, we're going to publish this on Tuesday, so you have plenty of time to listen to it during the week. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we got a new logo, got a new jingle. Each week we are getting better, not to mention we have decided our edible diversions are going to drop Monday of each month, and the upcoming edible is fantastic. Yeah, can't wait. It's going to be November 1st. We're planning on first Monday of every month. Um, we're, we're trying to make this the best for us, for everybody, so please leave us suggestions on segments, movies you want to see, um, anything you want us to do. We'd be more than happy to try it. Um, cause this, you know, this is for you guys. Absolutely. And thank you guys that are commenting and liking our stuff. We love the fan interaction. In the meantime, have a happy, safe, socially distanced Halloween, and we will talk to you in November. All right. See you guys. Bye.